Welcome to Always Listening. We are your hosts. I'm Joel, and the guest host this episode is... I'm Jay Soderberg, a.k.a. Pod Vader. Uh, Pod, I'm so glad to have you on the show, man. First of all, for those that are uh, just joining us and haven't heard maybe our last couple of episodes, we are in a new phase of Always Listening as uh, Josh, uh, with a recent newborn and a busy work schedule, taking some time off from the show. He'll be in when we can find him, but between here and there, we want to keep the show going. And so as part of that, we're going to have guest hosts from around the podcast world. I've got a ton of friends and uh, associates in the podcast industry, and we're going to be bringing them on to help bring you uh, excellent new podcasts to talk about. And uh, Jay, Pod Vader, is uh, my first guest. Um, If you don't know who Pod Vader is, he is the man that is largely responsible for the uh, million and one podcasts that exist on ESPN. Now, you're no longer with ESPN, Jay, but but that's where you came from. That's sort of your claim to fame, wouldn't you say? Uh, that's definitely my claim to fame, where most <laughs> of my podcasting career and broadcasting career uh, resided at ESPN. And, and you were uh, sort of integral in the beginnings of their podcast empire, and uh, you produced a ton of the shows directly. You were um, a host that was on air as well. And then what now? It's been three years almost since you've moved over to Blog Talk Radio? Two and a half, if we're counting. But um, yes. Uh, and, and millions of podcasts at ESPN. That's a little exaggeration. Only 26. <laughs> It was only 26 that you were were directly responsible for. Well, it seems like they're putting out a new one every day. And, you know, they keep, uh, you know, I know the the um, the story that you read a lot is that there's been sort of a brain drain or a talent loss from ESPN. And clearly some of the big names have have moved on in the past, you know, five, 10 years or so. But at the same time, it seems like they're hiring new people every day. I feel like everybody that that works in the sports industry works for ESPN at some level. Well, I mean, that's the beauty of them being a major corporation owned by the Disney overlords, uh, which is another topic we can get into related <laughs> to the podcast we're going to be reviewing. But uh, yeah, they, um, I, I mean, I can't say either way anything about my former employer, but, uh, you know, they've, they've got some good things and some bad things. And, um, you know, I'll leave it at that. So you are now the head of content for Block Talk Radio, and uh, that's the capacity in which uh, I really got to know you. I, we had reviewed one of your podcasts at ESPN, and, and that's where we first made contact. But uh, you and I met after you had already uh, moved over to Block Talk Radio, and, and now, of course, Always Listening is hosted there. Many of my other podcasts, too, Articulate Coven, and uh, a lot of my clients, actually, uh, host with uh, Block Talk Radio now as well. Um, so we're excited to have you on the show, Jay. And you were actually one of the first people to respond to my request about about um, joining Always Listening and, and bringing us a podcast. And you had a great one uh, you said to to highlight. Time Suck with Dan Cummins is the name of the show. You can find it at timesuckpodcast.com. Uh, but we're going to have Jay explain a little bit to us, and we're going to share some of um, his favorite bits from recent episodes for you as well. Um, tell us about the show a little bit. Dan Cummins, what do you have any relationship with him? Where did he come from? How do you, how do you know Dan? How did you find this show? Well, I have no relationship to Dan Cummins and perhaps even a little bit more background before we jump totally into it. You know, my job as the head of content at Blog Talk Radio requires me to be listening to podcasts always. Uh, wow, that sounds like a title. Of a podcast <laughs> I know, it's, it sounds familiar <laughs> somehow. So in the last two and a half years since I've left ESPN, I've listened to well over 2,500 podcasts um, in that time span. Uh, and I stumble across all sorts of podcasts uh, in all sorts of different categories. And it was one of the reasons why uh, I left ESPN for this particular job was 
uh, because I got exactly what I wished for, and that was to uh, dive headfirst into the podcasting industry. That said, it takes me away from listening to some of my favorite podcasts uh, when I'm listening to everybody else's podcast. But this one that I stumbled across uh, is one of the few that has made it into my regular listening, and that's uh, Time Suck with Dan, Dan Cummins. Um, as I was listening to him specifically for the job, but uh, as I listened to his show more and more, I really, really enjoyed it. And I think I even emailed you when I when I said I want to review this show. It's the history show, and I'm putting history in quotes, uh, that I would have, or the history class is a better way to put it, that I would have loved to have had if I were in school. Um, and history being in quotes, because I don't know if uh, calling it a history podcast is insulting or not to history podcasts. <laughs> well, okay. So, I mean, my my frame of reference, anytime somebody says history podcasts, I, of course, immediately think hardcore history and, and Dan Carlin. And you've got these, uh, you know, one man opuses where he, he lays out the uh, course of human history in some ways, very in-depth, very lengthy podcasts. Um, if you go to Dan's site, uh, and again, it's timesuckpodcast.com. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, the little blurb here at the top, Dan Cummins gives you the best half hour of fascinating information he's found on the web each and every week in this informative and entertaining examination of whatever he's obsessed with. Work can wait. It's time suck. But I do notice uh, 30 minutes uh, doesn't seem like that's very accurate anymore. Most of the recent episodes are over an hour. Uh, well, he's definitely uh, gone down the tum time suck uh, time hole, uh, <laughs> if you will, um, especially as his show has grown and his audience has grown. Uh, the time suckers, as he likes to call them, uh, have uh, given him more and more ideas of, of what to investigate. And just to give you an idea of some of the topics that he addresses, you know, his very first episode ever uh, is titled Lizard Illuminati Conspiracy. Uh, so you jump into that, but he also hits on other one, other topics that are a little bit more, um, interesting or, or relevant, such as Charles Manson, uh, such as wild West legend, Billy, the kid, uh, you know, a bonus particular episode that he, uh, did not too long ago, uh, Hitler's third Reich. How did it happen? Uh, so he does sort of. Uh, span the gamut and some of the clips that we have uh, to share um, I, I think I focused more on the more fun topics than necessarily the more serious ones well I was going to say so that that's the, the question is uh, you know do is this show what is what is the take that he has on this historical so obviously it's a lot of information it's going to be a brain dump but is it you know, Dan Carlin's is very earnest in his presentation of history, uh, but Dan Cummins here with Time Suck, you're saying he brings it to you in, in more of a, a sort of fun manner? It's definitely, I mean, Dan Cummins' background is as a stand-up comedian, uh, as well as uh, other stints hosting different uh, programs, including uh, one morning show on the Playboy radio network. Uh <laughs> Yes. So he has a very vast uh, background in terms of his uh, career as well. Um, and he's a comedian. So he presents the information in a comedic style. Uh, and, um, you know, I think that's sort of the beauty behind the randomness of the topics that he chooses to uh, get into. So let's get one of these uh, clips. Let's let's give people a taste of what the show is like. Um, why, don't, why don't we start with um, the opening of the show, actually. You've got a, a great clip here from, this is episode 23, uh, and the focus of that episode 
is the Nigerian email scandals. So let's hear how he opens this episode. I got an email the other day from the United Nations Compensation Payment Unit, New York. The subject line read, 3.5 million UN compensation payment slash are you dead or alive? Three question marks. And here's the well-written, personal, and 100% legit-sounding email they sent me, accompanied by somebody more talented than myself tickling the ivories for a little dramatic effect. Attention Beneficiary Scam Victims Compensation Payment Please be informed that your long-awaited compensation funds payment in the tune of $3.5 million has finally been approved, but it has also been brought to our notice that a gentleman, two words, by the name Michael Iten has just forwarded a new banking details claiming he is your next of kin and you are dead, so here comes the big question, colon. Did you authorize the above-mentioned name to claim your funds? Are you truly dead or alive? I like how that's... <laughs> Oh, that's an option. You like you could reply back. I'm dead. Is Michael Layton Iten? Oh, it was Layton before. Now it's now it was Iten before. Now it's Layton. Is Michael Layton your next of kin? If no, kindly reconfirm this information and get back to us with the below information for verification, as the wire will be done within 48 hours from this notice. Your name, current home address, country, occupation, telephone number, age, gender. <laughs> Got to verify the gender. We await your urgent response so that we can proceed with your 3.5 million payment. Yours faithfully, this is the best part, Reverend Dr. Johnson Williams. Who's sending this email? The only thing I know for sure is that it isn't someone named the Reverend Dr. Johnson Williams. Who leads with Reverend Doctor? That sounds as idiotic as doctor lawyer or professor teacher. Hi, I'm Professor Fireman Dr. John Jim. Pick one title. Stick with that one. And pick one first name and one last name. Why does this reverend doctor have two last names and no first names? I've gotten several emails like this a week, every week, for what feels like at least a decade. Why are these emails always so poorly written? (laughs) Why does none of them ever sound even remotely legit? Does this ever work? Who started this scam? All of this and so, so much more on today's $3.5 million UN edition of Reverend Doctor Time Suck. You're listening to Time Suck. Thanks for tuning in again, time suckers. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> two titles is pretty good. The two last names is is hilarious as well. How often do you get spam mail these days, Jay? Do you send it all straight to the – do you see it? Do you ever look through the spam mail or, or do you just uh, dump it all immediately? Well, oftentimes I'm going through the spam mail to see if my podcast, Next Fan Up, has is, is actually gotten an email from someone. <laughs> Uh, and and I'm always crying that I didn't. Uh, th- you know what's interesting, and I'll have to send this to Dan. Uh, the newest uh, the newest spam mail that I'm seeing is uh, Blue Sky Studios. Hey, we want to use your likeness in our next animated movie. Uh, we'll oh wow! No, I haven't oh, gotten yeah. that one. Oh yeah, that was a good one because I actually almost believed it, and then I was like, I better go and Google this. Uh, uh, so literally this, this morning, Jay, I'm, I'm, I get up, I take the kids to school, I get back to the house and I start doing 
uh, some research and prep for this episode with you. And I opened my email box and there's one at the top that was an invitation to join a women's only executive board. I had been chosen because of my, <laughs> uh, you know, extensive career experience and my outstanding uh, uh, efforts in my own field and industry. And they wanted me to join this women's only executive board. And all I needed to do was click this link and put in some information and a small dues payment. And I would be ready for the, the next conference that they were going to hold. And I, I read it three or four times and had to like look again at the email that got that it got sent from and i'm like well okay i i that's got to be spam right it, and it absolutely was but I, what i'm saying is uh dan is true generally the spam is terribly written but i will say i think lately there are some whole new levels of phishing coming maybe from uh this side of the ocean not just uh, on the other side of the world well and that's sort of the beauty of this particular episode too as he goes deep into the history of uh, the email scam and noting that this particular scam was actually around long before email was even around, uh, thanks to the uh, political uh, and economic uh, situation over in Nigeria. Um, and sort of he, he sort of lays it out as to how something like this could go, um, uh, I, I guess, could go on for so long without any sort of repercussion whatsoever and and sort of puts it you know when you know three quarters of your country is starving um the, the government's got other problems on their hands well it's interesting too to think about you know email scamming as a generational business it's you know my dad was an email scammer and my grandfather mm. was an email scammer and now i'm an email scammer but that it's 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 as you say that is an industry that has existed uh, for a long time, even even predating uh, email. That's interesting. And it's cool that you can get that sort of information and background on a topic while also <laughs> getting your funny bone tickled, as you can see in that intro there. Um, I, I love that sort of thing. One of the, my favorite things about podcasting is that it gives you all of these little bits of information that you can drop at the next cocktail party or when you're hanging out at Cub Scouts and talking to the other dads. You know, when you're with your uh, friends at church, there's always another little thing that you learned this week that they probably don't know you know that's maybe my favorite thing about podcasting well and i'm trying to think too uh, he mentioned the uh, good dr reverend there <laughs> uh, and i'm trying to think yeah you know, i've had many titles in my life as well i'm trying to figure out how best to uh, portray that in my own titles now because <laughs> i definitely want two titles on my business card from now on well so i i do think there is. I, I was thinking about this when he said the, the Dr. Reverend. I think there is a way, actually, that you can put both honorifics on your title, at least maybe in a written fashion. You would, probably wouldn't use them both if you were to introduce yourself to someone. But in a written fashion, I think there is a way that you can lay them out, but I don't think you put them both in front of the name. I think it's like you have to put a PhD at the end or something, maybe, if you want to be both Reverend and Doctor. You could be the, the Reverend Williams Johnson PhD, perhaps, or something like mm. that. I think you don't put them both at the top, though. Absolutely. Um, so if two yeah if two last names is always a crowd pleaser then two titles I mean that is definitely <laughs> got to be you know an arena filling crowd pleaser. See I go the other way. I feel like it's over promising and under delivering. If you if you mm. introduce yourself as a reverend doctor then I'm going to expect you to be something really special. You got to be Moses or Martin Luther King Jr. I think and and if you're going to go with both of those at the same time. Um all right so but it's not just about uh historical events it's not just about uh, you know topics like the Nigerian scandal or the uh, lizard Illuminati episode that you mentioned earlier, um, it, it's also about 
celebrities sometimes. For instance, the one of the ones that you mentioned in um, the clips that you wanted to pull was the Corey Haim episode. This is actually from one of the earlier ones, episode nine, uh, and it is pretty short. The whole episode's only about 32 minutes long. But at the end of it, he sums it up with his takeaways after, and I'm assuming I have not listened to the episode, but he pretty much lays out Corey's life. Is that the way that that episode goes? How does it work? Exactly. So, uh, you know, he, he's, he starts the show by talking about his obsession with the Corey's, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman, uh, and how they were the biggest thing uh, in the late 80s, early 90s uh, for us teenagers, for us Gen Xers growing up during that time period uh they they were big they were huge they were the justin biebers of the day um although they were way better and cooler than justin bieber ever will be um so uh that's sort of how he starts it and then he sort of lays out the the rise and fall of uh cory haim if you will man and and it is insane to think about how big he was, they were, but especially Corey Haim. He had such a promising future, it seemed like, and so many major motion pictures in such a short period of time, and then fell off the face of the earth, and and to be laid so low. And it's not like we don't know that being a star can't be hard, especially as a young person. There are a million child star stories, child actor stories, um, you know, and one that he mentions in this episode is Robert Downey Jr. He obviously had his problems as a young man. And then even as a grown up in the industry, um, you know, battled a lot of demons and now is back up on top. So to try to break down exactly where Corey Haim went wrong, I think, I think Dan does a pretty good job here at the end of it with his five takeaways. Let's listen to those. Now this is from episode nine of time suck with Dan Cummins. Let's get out of here with uh, some, some top five takeaways. Don't let your kid go into acting until they're an adult. Not ever. Don't let your kid hang out with Corey Feldman. Bad track record. Don't let your kid live with young Robert Darney Jr. for a few months or any time at all. If you get a time machine, that should be the last on your list. Don't ever smoke crack. Ever. Ever. And number five, the Lost Boys will forever rule. Miss you, Sam. R.I.P. Corey Haim. <laughs> I I think we can all I, you know what as a matter of fact I'm gonna get my wife to cross stitch and we're gonna hang it up in the living room don't yes. smoke crack that's that's gonna be uh, the new the new family motto there don't smoke crack <laughs> yeah I think all five of those things are just good life advice uh, yeah. you, you can you can put that you can stitch the whole the whole five uh, and and sort of live by that mantra. Uh, for the rest of your life. Now he does that at, after every episode, he gives you the top five takeaways of everything that he talks about uh, at the end of every episode. And, uh, and I picked this one obviously because I thought it was, it was quite possibly one of the funniest. And uh, to be uh, honest, it was also one of the shortest. <laughs> um, well, you know, look, there's nothing wrong with brevity. Um, you know, I read uh, a bunch of articles lately, but, but one of them in particular um, it's, been something that a ton of podcasters talk about is like, what is the ideal length of a podcast? And everybody talks about the commute, the length of the average commute in the United States, you know, it's, it's 26 minutes. And so that's what podcasting should be on the flip side though. You read uh, the information that uh, Rob Walsh with Libsyn put out the other day uh, of all of Libsyn's hosted podcasts, the uh, podcasts that have a hundred thousand downloads or more per episode like 83% of them are over an hour long, you know, or they're over 53 minutes long or something like that. So like, I think it's about, um, it's not just about brevity. I think it is about 
the content and the quality of the content. And Dan seems like the kind of guy who can hold your attention, even as his episodes have, have begun to sort of drift a little bit and, and lengthen. That is a pattern I think we can see across all of podcasting too. Uh, traditionally, shows start off at one length and then they sort of drift for a while into whatever length they want to be. Well, well, let me uh, tackle that 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 topic rather quickly here, if you don't mind. But no, please. You know, when a podcaster is first starting out uh, and they've never done it before, uh, immediately I tell them to think about their audience and what their audience is doing. And a majority of your audience is either commuting to work, working out, or doing household chores. Uh, those are the three main activities that we know people are doing when they're listening to podcasts. Uh, and all three of those activities, if you average out the t- length of time it takes to do them, is right around 30 minutes. Uh, the average commute in the United States is, I believe, at 26 minutes uh, workouts. I believe the average length is uh, between 30 and 45 minutes. And household chores, uh, they usually average right around uh, 45 to 30 minutes as well. Uh, so that's the way that I always tell people to consider the length of their shows if they've never done one, uh, because that's what people are going to be doing when they're listening to your show. And if you want them to listen to the entire thing, thinking of it in 30 minute chunks is really in your best interest. Now, I'm not saying it has to be 30 minutes, uh, but if you're just starting off, I'm not going to recommend to you, well, go ahead and go do a Joe Rogan episode that's uh, three or four <laughs> hours long, because you'll grow your audience rather quickly. Uh, and I think that at, at that point goes back to Dan's podcast here, where he started at around the 30 minute mark. But as his audience grew and he started getting more feedback from his audience, he knew that he could lengthen the amount of time that he was uh, putting into each of these particular episodes. And so that's sort of the next step in the evolution of how long should my podcast be? Uh, if you're just starting off, think in 30 minute chunks. And then your audience is going to tell you, uh, you know, you might be a little too long or, hey, we want some more information. And most of the time your audience is going to tell you, hey, we'd love more. Uh, but there is also the old adage, always leave them wanting more to think about as well when you're doing a podcast. Yes, absolutely. And of course, in, in Dan's case, as you said, he's got the background in stand-up comedy and broadcasting. So like, th- this is not his first rodeo, so to speak. But many podcasters, it's the first time they've ever spoken in public in any way. It's the first time they've ever you know, held an audience of any size. And so I think there's something to be said about having that finite space like, okay, we're going to shoot for 30 minutes. That is a little bit freeing. It's like, well, I I know I only have this amount of time to fill. It's not an indefinite length of the show that I have to host and lead and and be responsible for. If I can just stay on for this thirty minutes, if I can get thirty good minutes out of my guest, uh, you know, if I can wrangle my co-host for thirty minutes of conversation, whatever the the format of your show might be, I think that's much more doable, especially in the early going. Then, as you grow and you become comfortable. Yeah, you can you can allow it to to sort of lengthen a little bit. The other thing is that you're going to have potentially feedback from your audience that will add to the show. You know, I mean, you can read listener mail, you can have topics that they provide and a conversation that they offer on the things that you've already said, and all of that can add to the length of the show. Still, be great content, but be a little less work actually on you. Um, all right, so let's get back into the clips from Dan here. Talk about the audio quality for this show. It is a solo hosted show. Um, I mean, what do you think compare him to, you know, the other guys out there in terms of audio quality? I mean, he's, he has a professional setup. Uh, his, his sound is, uh, is, is spot on. 
uh, in terms of editing, uh, he doesn't have to do much. He's doing a lot of uh, pre-planning uh, pre uh, before his shows. You can hear that in the way that uh, it appears that at times he is reading off of a pre-written script. Um, the uh, So in terms of audio quality, it's, it's spot on. Uh, as a single man show, uh, he does a great job. And again, I think this goes towards his background, his career background as a stand-up comic and in broadcasting, he's able to maintain your uh, maintain your attention uh, for the length of time that he's doing the podcast, despite being the solo voice on the show. He does break up his show now a little bit more, uh, and one of the clips that I provided you with is the Time Suck Update, which is a newer segment on his podcast where he will take uh, a brief moment to go back and update some of the uh, previous episodes that he's done, which, by the way, is brilliant in two senses as a podcaster and giving advice to podcasters, because as you update those older episodes, if the new audience has just come on and they've just discovered your show and they hear you talking about an older episode, they're more likely to jump back and listen to that older episode that you mentioned before they go back and listen to any other episode. Uh, so it's a, a brilliant marketing on his part, whether he did it purposefully or not i don't know but uh the time suck update is definitely a fun one to listen to plus it gives you a little bit of uh information about uh something other than the topic that's being discussed on that particular episode yeah absolutely so so let's uh let's go to that actually the time suck update that you sent me is from episode 28 uh which is an episode about blackbeard and pirates but the time suck update is in reference to episode 19 the flat earth, the uh, flat earth theory. And, uh, <laughs> I've just listened to this before we started recording Jay. And I was so excited that Dan tackled this particular topic and this particular comment. Let's, let's listen to this, um, time suck update. And now, uh, before we set sail on today's sweet, sweet episode, let's catch up real quick on some time sucker updates. Updates. Get your time sucker updates. All right, first update comes from several time suckers. Uh, Bryce Rich, Michael Moss, Nick Eber, Chris Glover, Christopher James, host of the Fun and Movie Nerds uh, We Trust podcast, and I'm sure some others I missed. Uh, let me know that uh, Shaq has joined the Flat Earth Revolution. That's right, Shaquille O'Neal, the MDP, most dominant player of his generation, the man who barely made half his career free throws, the man who would have never made it into the NBA at all uh, if he was six foot six or shorter, the rapper known as Shaq Diesel. He is a flat earth believer. Uh, he's on the NBA flat earth dream team along with Kyrie Irving on his podcast, uh, seven feet and 350 pounds of dumb. Wait, that's not, that's not the right title. It's uh, the big podcast with Shaq. Uh, Shaq says, quote, it's true. The earth is flat. The earth is flat. Yes, it is. Listen, there are three ways to manipulate the mind. What you read, what you see, and what you hear in school. First thing they teach us is, Oh, Columbus discovered America. But when he got there, there were some fair-skinned people with long hair smoking on some peace pipes. So what does that tell you? Columbus didn't discover America. Um, Columbus uh, did not discover other European settlers, you halfwit. Seeing people with a bit lighter shade of skin does not equate to running into the descendants of Viking colonists. What does a peace pipe, by the way, have to do with anything? Uh, not sure where he got that info from. Probably read it in a text uh, sent to him from noted historian Kyrie Irving. Uh, okay. So then he goes, so listen, I drive from coast to coast, and this is flat to me. <laughs> I'm just saying, I drive from Florida to California all the time, and it's flat to me. 
I do not go up and down at a 360-degree angle and all that stuff about gravity. Have you looked outside Atlanta lately and seen all those buildings? You mean to tell me that China is under us? China is under us. It's not. The world is flat. <laughs> what the f***? First off, you idiot. No one goes up and down at a 360-degree angle because 360 degrees isn't an angle. It's a circle. You wouldn't go up and down. you go around. Oh, my God. Kind of like how half thoughts float around your big, dumb, giant head. Shaq is worth roughly $350 million. He made almost $300 million uh, off NBA contracts alone, proving yet again that uh, rich and successful do not equate to intelligent or insightful. What the f***? This is why we need to figure out how to curb the cost of higher education and make critical thinking classes part of every single degree's core curriculum. Of course the road is flat, you giant imbecile. It's a very big globe. The curve is undetectable over short distances. Damn it. In the recent words of astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, the Earth isn't flat. I love that he said that. Okay. Let me just say <laughs> let me let me just say that I love Shaq. I love Shaquille O'Neal in a way that I love few sports figures, period. I think he is funny. I think he is charismatic. I think he was a great basketball player. And I also love the fact that he is one of these guys who loved life and other things more than basketball. So often you see the guys at the top of the sport or any sport, not just basketball, but any sport, the top athletes sometimes fail as human beings because of how massively focused on the sport and their production they are. I think about um, who's the the Yankee that everybody hates, Alex Rodriguez. You know, he's sort of a whole of a human being. I think about, um, you know, Tiger Woods. You see all the dysfunction in his life and you see, yeah, he's got friends, but he's got a lot of people that have sort of been pushed out of his life because of his own personality and drive. Um, you look at Michael Jordan and the fact that that man sitting literally on top of the sports world is still bitter about his high school coach. You know, like what is wrong with you as a human being? Shaq doesn't have those problems. Shaq loved life. He loved having fun. And because of that, he didn't live up to his potential. I think always as a basketball player, but it's one of the reasons why I love him as a person. So I even love his podcast, Jay. I, I when I don't listen to it every episode because frankly, like you, I got a lot of podcasts to listen to, but it is one that I listen. I drop into from time to time. I'm a big fan. I like what they're doing over there. I think it's an interesting take on the sports genre. But to hear him say this, and of course, it was you know it was big news. It came out. Uh, most of the the media outlets, the sports outlets, especially covered it. And it's not new, as referenced there in the clip. Kyrie Irving said this stuff out out in public. Other sports figures and rappers and. Uh, you know, celebrities have made other similar statements, but to hear Shaq say it broke my heart. This is a man with multiple degrees. This is a guy with an education, you know, like he should know better. Jay, what's wrong? I, you know, it's the whole conspiracy theory of uh, everything. I think at this point <laughs> where, where people think they're just being played with by the lizard Illuminati, uh, <laughs> I think is definitely behind all this flat earthery uh, conversations. Uh, you know, the moon landing is, it wasn't real. Uh, all of the all of this stuff sort of lends to that thinking. Uh, at the same time, uh, Shaq and some of those other players that you mentioned are also world travelers. They've been around the world, Joel, especially Shaq. <laughs> How in the world can you possibly think the world is flat when you have traveled around the world? I don't understand that sort of thinking whatsoever. Uh, but 
to bring it back to the podcast too and, and the sound quality and the production standards uh i love cheesy sounding production it's quite possibly the most favorite thing uh that i enjoy doing when i'm making production sounds uh and the fact that uh it's professionally done uh but is so super cheesy sounding the uh <laughs> the update sounder um that is uh, quite possibly one of my 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 favorite things about this podcast that is that is a really good segment and a, and a great way as you said it's a great way to sort of break things up provide a secondary topic maybe the the primary topic for today's episode is not one of your particular interests but there is a former episode that you were way into and now today you're going to get a little bite about that or a, or a revisit of that and it's a good um, I mean clearly in that clip it was a good opportunity for him to sort of unleash his ranting style which i think most stand-up comics are capable of but like he seems particularly adept at at tearing somebody apart like that in a great way um all right so that gives you sort of a glimpse into what this podcast is uh, as we mentioned earlier you can find all of the show at timesuckpodcast.com or of course in itunes or stitcher and all the other places you find podcasts um Jay, is this say is this a show that you're going to put in your regular rotation? You're going to are you a regular Dan Cummins listener? Yes, whenever I have extra time, uh, not to make a pun out of it, uh, I <laughs> I do make it a point to listen to some of the episodes. I'm picking and choosing. Uh, that's sort of the beauty of podcasting too, is I can actually look at the titles and pick and choose the ones that I want to listen to. And to note. Uh, for regular time suckers that leave uh, reviews of his podcast, he'll put out bonus episodes based on certain goals uh, that get met by the time suckers. And so he's already done four bonus episodes uh, to go along with the 29 regular episodes that he does, because uh, he usually does one episode a week and then he'll do a bonus episode if the time suckers reach a certain goal that he's set for them. Uh, to reach so uh, he does oh, wow. expect- these, are, yeah. these are good episodes too so the so the first one the first bonus uh was in december it's about robert the cursed doll the second one is alien extravaganza that's an hour and a half the third one was the hitler episode hitler's third reich how did it happen and then the fourth one this is the one that i'm most excited about i'm going to go and download this one myself scientology Mm. Um, yeah, and he's got an hour and 30 minutes on Scientology. Uh, the E-meters auditing uh, L. Ron Hubbard, the whole nine yards. He covers it all. That's one that I want to dig into. Um, I, I watched the documentary, what was it, Going Clear on HBO or whatever. So that is a, a topic that mm. I am constantly fascinated about. Um, Time Suck with Dan Cummins is this week's uh, podcast, and you can find links in the show notes. We appreciate Jay for bringing it to our attention, and I'd love to hear what you think about it, if you're already a listener of Dan's, or if you check out the show because we suggested it. Um, Pod, before we get rid of you, I, I want to talk a little bit about what you're doing these days, other than uh, head of content. You mentioned it uh, earlier in the show. Uh, tell folks about your podcast, that your primary podcast that you're working on now, and uh, how they can listen to more of that. Uh, sure. Uh, the podcast is called Next Fan Up. It's a NFL talk show. We have the view of all 32 NFL teams from the right perspective, that is of the fan. Uh, so we will uh, we will approach every topic that hits the NFL uh, from the perspective of the fan that's most uh, egregiously affected by it and by the view of the other fans uh, from the outside looking in. Uh, so uh, things like Deflategate, which you know, affect me personally uh, and negatively 
as you can hear the tone of my voice change, uh, <laughs> will get approached from both the side of the Patriots fan, but also the view of the other fans uh, of the other NFL teams. And that's sort of uh, what we're able to do. And, and as far as I know, the only show that is able to present the view of all 32 NFL teams in one show. So uh, check it out. Next fan up. Uh, we are on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, AHA Radio. You know, Alexa loves uh, TuneIn Radio. I have heard that. I have heard so Alexa for those of you that are not that have been living in a cave somewhere that is the uh, little Amazon um uh speaker box woman in a can thing that you can buy and uh you can holler out say hey set a timer or uh remind me of such and such add this to my shopping list etc cetera, etc cetera. and you can also say hey Alexa play Next fan Next up, fan for up. instance. Yeah. Uh, very cool thing. And uh, yeah, I got to say, Jay, I think you're insane. We, we've talked about this before. One co-host is hard enough to wrangle, but you have, what, 32 plus co-hosts on that show effectively yeah. because you're bringing in these fans from week to week. It is a really great perspective. It is a really original take on the sports genre of podcasting, especially. And as a guy who came from and helped build what is now the um, sports radio and sports podcasting arena, I, I really love to see you take a different slant on it. Well, you know, that's one of the things that we do. And I, I have another project in the works uh, that uh, I, I'm not going to say too much about right now because it's literally in the works. But uh, again, taking that uh, angle of the different perspective of uh, of a sport and uh, examining it from the different angles is always where uh, my mind is set and it's probably the producer in me uh, because <laughs> when you're presented with a topic you know that you're not just presenting it from one angle you need to present it from all different sets of angles and merging those different sets of angles is where the gold is what the, see that is a man who knows how to make a a takeaway at the end of the episode folks uh, all right we're going to sign off on that one uh until our next episode we have been always listening i am your host joel and our guest this week was pod vader all right and we are always listening yeah i know i ain't seen it all but i've seen enough proud member of the two guys and a rogue network you can find all our reviews more info about the shows and other podcasts we produce at alwayslisteningpod.com if you love podcasts as much as we do check out our facebook group facebook.com slash groups slash always listening pod our theme song is enough from bethany rayburn
two guys and a rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is The Network.